Good morning, everyone. Welcome to GC365. My name is Ben. I'm the worship pastor at Lake Stevens. Yep, and I'm Alex. I'm the worship pastor at Woodenville. Yes, I think you forgot for a second there, were you? Where am I? Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about day 291 in the Bible reading plan. Uh, we're in Jeremiah, kind of towards the end. A lot's been happening. Yeah. Um, a lot of bad news has yep. been happening, but then I've, I'm glad that I got to the part where some hope is brought into the story here. Um, God's letting Israel know that he's going to be changing things pretty soon. Um, That's not just going to be doom and gloom for them. Yeah. Um, he brings up a new covenant right the, at yep. the top there, right? Um, that says that the old one wasn't working um, because uh, Israel kept breaking that covenant, right? Like they, they kept, it, God goes, okay, this is a, kind of a two-way street right now. He's yep. like, well, I'm trustworthy, so let me make this covenant where I'm the one that's yep. the one that's uh, it's relying on, right? Yep. So um, God knows that his character is not going to be compromised. Yep. Um, so a new one's going to be brought in, a new covenant. And this one says it's going to put our, uh, his law into our hearts and minds, which is cool. So rather than it being something physical like, um, you know, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, stone. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's always been something like physical that the Israelites have had to do yep. or make to see God. But now it's, everything's going to be inward and we're going to have yep. God in us. Yep. Yeah. AKA Jesus now, yeah, which is sure. awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, and everyone's going to have a relationship yeah. with God too. Yeah. So it's not just going to be, you know, come and repent of your sin and, yeah. and sacrifice. We actually can have this one on one relationship, which is really cool. And that was so new to them yeah, sure. um, because they, they honored God, but it was just a different dynamic. Now, God is our Father and, um, you know, Jesus is our friend, yeah. which is so cool. And he was just uh, telling them that, that things are going to change. They're going to yeah. be like that now. Um, and then he promises that Israel will be rebuilt. Yeah. Because uh, he tells them, right, it's just going to be, hey, yeah, everything's going to be completely gone, guys. You're going to rebuild, though. Burn the city and then burn the ashes. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Uh, and then we jump into Jeremiah uh, the 32, the next chapter. What happens yeah. in there, right? Something happens at the very beginning that yeah. God wants him to do. Yeah, so God tells Jeremiah to buy land and to save the deed and hide it. So, again, like you just said, like, God's telling him, like, hey, I'm going to destroy every single thing that's going on. But yep. you need to buy some land, hold on to it, right. so that way when we're rebuilding it, you can go back and claim that land. Right. Um, and I love that. And yep. um, I love, like, there's a cry out of, of Jeremiah that says, like, hey, God, there's nothing that's too hard for you. Like, he's just, like, I know you're going to make this work out. Um, you've shown us a thousand times uh, that we have punishment and the sins of blah, blah, blah of our children. But great and mighty are you, the name of the Lord Almighty. Um, and just saying, like, God, yep, I'm going to do what you told me to do. And I'm going to trust that you're going to build it because we're definitely not, you know, doing a good thing now. But in the end, you're going to rebuild Jerusalem and it's going to be hopefully better than before. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that the, that part of the story. There's always a little bit of comedy in the, in the Bible, too. Okay. And it's just funny that that Jeremiah is making this deal and he's yeah. buying the land yeah. while he's <laughs> it's stuck in a courtyard because there's a king that's upset that he said, yeah. well, yeah, you're going to be destroyed, you know, along with yep. uh, Israel. He's like, what? I'm going to keep you in my courtyard. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to buy some land. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably like, what? what is this guy doing? <laughs> like he's prophesying that I'm going to die. And then he's also buying land that's going to be taken over. He's yeah. nothing makes sense to him probably at that point. Probably very bold. You know what I mean? Like he's sitting in this courtyard and he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you, dude. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go buy land. Like, what? Yeah, like you said, like the king probably is like, what the heck are you doing, dude? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool when you, you know, God's made you to do something. Like the confidence that it gives you that other people may not understand, yeah. but 
I love um, it. Yeah. And then we jump into First Timothy. I, I like this part. Yeah, it's just sure. a good reminder of leadership. Paul goes through just kind of a list of requirements that's yeah. um, for like deacons in the church. We don't really use that wording or deacon as much, but yeah. but for us as worship pastors and stuff, it's just, um, it's good to know, right? Yeah. Um, one of the verses says, he must manage his own family well and yeah. see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? Yeah, for sure. And I love that because like we're about to be family men. Yes, <laughs> yes. Baby's on the way. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely like a, a good thing to us. Like, yeah, as we go do this, like, yes, you know, we may be good leaders at our church now, but we have to lead our family. Right. You know I mean, like, yeah. we have to lead our, our wives and our, and our children. And um, that's super important. And I think that it's sad to see a lot of pastors in the church kind of you know, get so caught up in the church and in, in the, like the business side of the church and they right. their families and neglect their families. Um, but it's, it, our families are so important. Right. Like the physical church, you know, Woodenville, like, you know, Gold Creek, mm -hmm. God forbid anything ever happens, but like, we might not be here forever, but my family is my family. Member. Right. They will. Yeah. So, they will be here forever. Yeah. And, yeah. and God knows that, I mean, our, literally our faith is built on family. God yeah. made us his family because he knows that that tie is the most important thing we can have. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. Um, okay. And the last thing I want to bring up is just, I, we know, I, <laughs> we were talking about this before, oh, yes. but uh, written, uh, Psalm 88 is written by a guy named He-Man. That's how I'm going to pronounce oh. it. And maybe <laughs> Haman or something, but you know, He-Man is yeah. definitely way better, I think. Sure. Um, and so I did a little research and it, and it looks like He-Man was actually Samuel the prophet's grandson, okay. which I thought was kind yeah. of a weird little fact, but, yeah. um, and this is, this is written in probably like the darkest part of this of his life like yeah. it's really um it doesn't even end well right it's yeah. just like it actually ends with um he wrote sound of silence too i'm pretty sure he wrote that song because it, it ends with him saying darkness is my friend and, uh, hello hello darkness my old friend yeah and uh um, so yeah it's it's a kind of a there's a little little bit of doom and gloom yeah. still apparently we're just in the, the bible reading we go okay well there's a little bit of hope in jeremiah so uh with with his story so let's bring it right back down yeah. Yeah. into psalm so um yeah do you have anything to say about that or no i think it's funny i, I think the proverb i was reading it again off, off your notes too like yeah of uh, today like rejoicing like don't rejoice around those people who are sad right really important like i think there's a it's funny because like the bible does tell us a lot of times like hey like find suffering in the midst of joy or enjoying the midst of suffering sorry um you know what i mean and like find re rejoice in, in times of you know when you are sad like, maybe when you're sad, you should right. rejoice and find the things that are good. Yeah. But, like, if you're sure. sad, I shouldn't walk in and be like, hey, Ben, yeah. what's up, man? Like, I'm in such a good mood today. Yeah. Oh, it sucks to be you today. Like, no, like, and also the Bible also tells us, like, rejoice with those who need to be rejoiced with, or mourn with those who are mourning. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. Like, we should kind of, you know, that's a, a way to get on people's level, and especially if leaders in the church and the Christians and the people who aren't Christians, like, mm -hmm. we can kind of empathize with them and, and walk alongside them. And I love this other last part that says, like, be good to your enemies. And it's like you're pouring hot coals on their head. Yeah. Like it's so easy to just like hate someone yeah. wrong you or be mad at them or have enemies and, and slander them and gossip about them and, and tell them off. But it's like it's that whole like kill them with kindness thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. It's so like cheesy to say, but it's so good and so true. Like right. if we have these enemies and we can love them and show them like goodness, it, they're gonna they're gonna feel dumb. Like it's yeah. that that feeling that yeah. you're gonna get because like I almost feel like when people are wronging you like that, I don't know that budding head that fighting is almost it's feeding into the fire. Yeah. Where like it's not gonna do anything. So I like I just like that it says like yeah being good to your enemies is like pouring coals on their head. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I and I feel like 
it does something for you too. Yeah, like, it, you know, it's a lot of the, what by, um, God has us do um, that's written in the Bible is like counter what we want to do, yeah. right? Like tithing, even like giving portions of yeah. ourselves up. And it, it just tre- uh, gives us self-discipline and it gives us strength. It's not just because God wants to give us rules, but it's like, wow, you realize that there is nothing mastering me. Only God yeah. is my master. So um, to be able to say, no, I'm not going to be mean to this person. I'm going to be yeah. nice instead. That's like, yeah. that's like actually control thing. It shows yeah. that you're actually in charge of yourself. So yeah. It's yeah. hard, but like it's definitely pays off way more in the end. So for sure. Love it. Well, good stuff, guys. Thanks so much for watching yeah. and we'll see you tomorrow. See you guys later. Bye.